This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight for this live Saturday edition, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. I want to welcome, by the way, to our family of wonderful radio affiliates tonight. WVBG 1490 in Vicksburg, Vicksburg. Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so welcome to all of our Vicksburg listeners joining us for a couple of hours of our Saturday show. And later tonight we'll have another brand new affiliate to announce. And so uh, so thank you to everybody who's on board listening to the program and all of those great program directors uh, out there that uh, have added this show and have uh, essentially taken a leap into the, the world of the unknown. Because Free Talk Live is a show that's not quite like the rest of talk radio. It's a show about your calls, about whatever you want to talk about. So you just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, and we'll talk to you about anything. Now, of course, it is Memorial Day weekend. And inevitably, on Memorial Day weekend, you tend to hear kind of the same old standard fare. Uh, thank you for your service. Uh, we must remember the, the those who gave their lives for freedom. Kind of all of the standard pro-military talking points and uh, cliches are trotted out. And I have to say, I'm I'm just not on board with all that. I'm on board with uh, you know, like I understand the courage. That it, that uh, the people displayed in the you know fighting of wars in 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 foreign countries you know American citizens and that kind of thing. It, beyond that, I'm of the opinion that uh, war is a uh, you know it, war is a system that they use to expand government control. Um, you know they the the Republicans are always talking about they're the, the they're the party of small government. Well, except when it comes to war. Yeah. And war is expensive. War is uh, the Department of Defense half of the budget. United States um, of the uh, United States government, half of the budget, fully half of it is spent on the Department of Defense. Well, you can't say you're for small government if you're for war. And, uh, you know, no, the, because war is the health of the state. Wasn't that uh, Randolph Bourne that uh, is famous for that, saying that's that? the one that, uh, that that's it. You know, war makes big government healthy. Sure. And the one that they always uh, fall back on is World War Two. You know, that's that's the war. The greatest generation. Yeah, that, that's the war that you can always go back to as as the good one. We fought that good war. We've, we went over there to save the Jews and to, to, to push Tojo out of these uh, these these islands that they were taking over. They would have they were in Enslaving people, you know, the, talking about, uh, you know, all the, the the bad folks that we fought. And it seems like they gloss over a lot of the stuff that, that you know, was done in both sides. War is bad stuff. And Absolutely. The, the only time a nuclear weapon or atomic weapon has ever been used, it's been used by the United States. And it was used. It's an embarrassment. Right, it, it was used on civilians. Right. And I, I don't find that something that on, on Memorial Day that I want to, uh, you know, think pr- proudly or no. fondly of. Um, as as far as I'm concerned, the, the soldier that decided, the, the airman who decided to fly that thing over there, if, if he was, you know, a true patriot, he wouldn't have flown it. Right. Now, it's, it's difficult for me to get all wrapped up and excited with the, with the band playing when, when people, you know, are excited about war. I'm excited about America. I'm not excited about war. And I want to... Well, well, before we get to what uh, you've got, you've got an excerpt from War is a Racket, which is written by... Oh, wait, I'm, well, I'm not a, supposed a, to say that? Aren't a, you going pass, to... Pacifist. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay, well, we'll tell you who wrote it, but it's very good. Uh, 
anyway, where, where I was going was, uh, as far as war is concerned, I, I appreciate the idea of helping those who are downtrodden. I, I appreciate the idea of rescuing those who are in need of rescuing. I do. Uh, it's just that I don't appreciate forcing people to pay for such things. And I don't think and, you need to. Uh, I don't think you need to kill people wholesale um, in order to no. rescue other folks. No, and of course, well, I mean, the government is great at killing people. I mean, it's not very good at doing much of anything, but it is fairly good at uh, blowing things up and destroying lives, and and that's what war is. It's just destruction. Uh, I think that if there are uh, people that are being tortured and and harmed around the world, I I would uh, say that if you want to support hiring some sort of squad or mercenaries or whatever to go in there and rescue those folks, then that's great. But but it's not appropriate to force people to pay for it. And yes, it is forcing people. Uh, the government system is a system of coercion. It's a system of uh, a violent monopoly where it doesn't matter what you think about what they're doing with your money. They're going to do it anyway, and they're going to keep taking more and more and more of it. So maybe you agree with one war, but you don't agree with another. Well, you're forced to pay for both of them. Maybe you're like me, and you don't agree with any wars. I'm not interested in uh, in fighting any wars. I'm interested in maybe maybe self-defense. Like I can understand defense, uh, defending one's property and one's life and one's loved ones, but uh, one's country. Yeah, going on the offense or saying, "Hey, some people that look like you bombed some of our buildings, so we're going to kill all of the people that look like you. Turn them into glass," as some talk show hosts uh, might suggest. That kind of stuff is really scary to me. Really frightening. And then, of course, there's the whole military-industrial complex. The fact that war is just, you know, basically a big uh, welfare program for. For the military industrial uh, businesses, and I'm, I'm sure that you've got some things to say about that here. Yeah, tonight. this is uh, regarding, this was written by, uh, you know, a guy, a pacifist, a non-interventionist, I guess is probably the better term to use, uh, regarding World War II. This was written in 1939. Well, they say if the French and the British don't lick Hitler, now you hear this all the time, if, if they didn't, don't lick Hitler, he'll come over here and he'll jump on our necks. He'll be bombing right. our women and our children and shelling our cities. Don't let anyone feed you this rot. It doesn't take mili- a, a military education a to figure Wait, out. You don't believe that we'd be speaking German right, right. now? Right. That's what you'll always hear. If, it, if we didn't do something about Hitler, your name would be Hans, mine would be Franz, yeah. and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't take a military education to figure out what I'm going to tell you. It will take not less than one million soldiers to invade the United States. Mm. I don't. I to think invade that and occupy. It, it, to invade, I, I think that that's low. But yeah. one, let's let's say well, one. Well, this was a, there was a l- much lower population back then too, right? It, I mean, maybe half. Yeah, that's 150 million Americans. Right. So that's 150 people for every soldier. Hmm. Okay. These seven. Uh, let's see. The to invade the United States and hope with any hope of success, these million men must come all at once, and they must bring not less than seven tons of baggage per man. One million men, seven million tons of food, ammunition, and whatnot. For instance, <laughs> one item, they must bring 400,000 vehicles alone, tractors, 50, gallon, um, 50 gallons of gasoline per day, per each vehicle, for 270 yeah. days. That's nine months' supply. Um, there were not enough ships in the whole world, including our own, and we certainly wouldn't lend them ours to carry that kind of expedition. And remember, these ships have to, be br- have to bring with them fuel to get back. Um, and so that they can make other round trips. We certainly aren't going to give them fuel over here when they get home. Any dumb cluck could see that. But here, well, they could there's steal more. It. They could steal the fuel. Really? 
Good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've got to have uh, harbors to lie in, docks on which to unload their stores. You know that you can, um, can't stop 25 miles out to sea and drop a 50-ton armored tank overboard and tell it to swim ashore. <laughs> And meet you in Broadway. Remember that with all the harbors and docks and ships of England and France at our disposal in the world, um, World War One, it took 19 months to get for us to get two million men to France. And the, and that through the expedition was and that though the expedition was headed for a friendly country, and that all possible with all possible help on the other side was ours. It took months two of years. preparation um, after the United States had actually declared war before it was safe to send troops over. Mm. You know very well that. We are not going to open our harbors to them and um, prepare docks for them to invite them in. New no, York there'd is be the, gunfire. I mean, there'd be de- ridiculous. people defending ridiculous. themselves. Ridiculous. The idea that Hitler would come over here and have done anything in yeah. the United States if we hadn't have intervened in World War II. He couldn't. And, he didn't even want to mess with Switzerland. Yep. And and the, you know now the Pacific theater of World War II. That's a much hairier subject. You get into the kind of the uh, the area of uh, conspiracy theory. But it's it is posited. It is said that we broke the Enigma Code and all the other Japanese codes. There were dozens of them that we had broke by the war, um, and and so they had all the, that. Roosevelt had all this information. He mm-hmm. knew that the Pearl Harbor was going to be attacked and did nothing. It said now this is where it gets really hairy. It said where that the the ships were brought into Pearl Harbor so that he could have a good enough reason to attack because people were against it. Now I'd like to tell you right. who wrote this, these words that I was just reading to you. We'll tell them in a moment here. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your thoughts today on the this Memorial Day weekend about war in general, or whatever is on your mind. Anything goes. It's still Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. we got a lot of features. They're all free. Updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates. .freetalklive.com There are lots of reasons you might want to hide valuables around your home. StashYourSwag.com gives you more than 100 common places around your home, most with little or no modification, that you can hide your valuables. It's StashYourSwag.com. It's an e-book, and it's uh, full of pictures and gives you all kinds of uh, detailed instructions. You can get it for under 7 bucks at StashYourSwag.com. Stash okay, so you started the show out here tonight, Mark, uh, by reading an excerpt from a book Written by somebody you described as a pacifist? Well, a non-interventionist, I think, is probably probably the better term to use. But, I mean, he may very well have used uh, the term pacifist. He certainly was uh, published in some pacifist documents prior to World War II. And to just recap, he was basically saying the claim that Hitler would have come over here... Uh, and invaded the United States is just, I mean, on its face, it's so obviously nonsensical. And he pointed out many of the logistical yep. reasons, the statistic, statistical reasons why, as far as how difficult it would right. be, uh, and a near impossible task to actually bring the a military a over men, here. A um, million guys and all the military equipment and gas and everything that you need to do. We so, took two million over to World War One, and he, you know, pointed out how difficult that was, and we had friendly ports to land in. 
Um, yeah. You know, the other thing that uh, this is, you know, the, the Hitler one is just a, a great example um, of, you know, people will often say this is for any war. You know, well, we're protect- we're fighting over there, so the, the war doesn't come over here. That's what they're saying about the war on so-called war on terror, right? Yep. Uh, we got to kill them over there so they don't bring it here. Uh, so, so who is who is this guy, Mark? I mean, I already know. I, I unfortunately blabbed the name of the book. But. Well, it's uh, "War Is a Racket," and I I encourage everyone to read it. It's by Brigadier General Brigadier General. That's pretty Smedley, high rank. Yeah, the, well, it's it's the uh, it's the first of the generals. Okay, and it's it's mostly an honorary title for for uh, Smedley Butler. Um, this is the UM, USMC. So he's uh, a marine. He's a marine. Yep, and he is the most decorated soldier in American history. Really? Okay. So now if you think that I'm a bad American because I don't support World War II or whatever, I want you to consider that neither did the most decorated soldier in American history. With that, we go to your phone calls at 800-259-9231. Oh, I, I would add that I believe War is a Racket is available free on the Internet. So you can, yes. I believe, you can read, read it for free. You don't, have to, you don't have to send your money to those evil pacifists. All right, so we go to your phone calls. John is on the line listening to WFLA in Tampa Bay. John, you're on Free Talk Live. You know, I agree. War is a Racket. My only question is uh, you questioning Colonel Paul Tibbetts flying that B-29 Super Fortress over Hiroshima and dropping the first atomic bomb in history. But before I uh, question you on that, I want to tell you that the Japanese didn't have the Enigma code. That was the Germans. Oh, my mistake. I want to get your facts straight before you start running. I'm a bad. I'm a bad guy. The one thing that I've said. The one thing I've said that's uh, that's wrong here. uh, I've got everything wrong. Everything I said is is drawn into doubt because I said Enigma instead (laughs) of uh, what is what's what's the other one? I can't can't remember the Japanese one off the top of my head. Crack the code though. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah. Uh, I read several of them in the Cryptonomicon though. Now, now I'm a right winger. I'm a vet. I am too. So I've also changed my views since 1991 when I got out of the army. I I believe uh, that we are in wars now because of our sorry ass politicians. Yep. They get us into these wars. Okay. I honestly don't know with my views that I have now that I would join again. Okay. And my son, who's 12, ever decides to join, I will give him an honest opinion of what I think. But as far as dropping the atomic bomb, we had already lost hundreds of thousands of troops. There were no more targets in Japan to bomb of military significance. That's correct. It is proven, it is proven that the Japanese civilian and military were not going to surrender. That's not there proven. Two... As a matter of fact, you are spreading misinformation there. They had already That's made overtures not... to the they had already made overtures to the Russians and uh, they had ma- who who had then made overtures to the United States. Russia, remember Russia was on our side at that they, time. They and, wanted to keep the emperor. Right. And then we they, let they them keep conditions. the em- emperor. They wanted conditions. The, the okay. one condition that they wanted, we said no, and then Truman dropped the two bombs on them and then gave them the condition after they surrendered. What kind of sense does that make? Would you have rather more American soldiers die? How were American well, soldiers going to die? Just leave the Japanese alone. They invaded, had no military left. If, if we invaded Japan. Why? Why would you have invaded Japan? To end the war. But the war was ended. They you had no end. military wait, left. You don't. See, this is something I think a lot of Americans don't understand. You don't end. Wait, wait. Bomb. You don't end violence by initiating more violence. You don't end war by continuing war. You stop. That's, you go home. You call it a day. You you throw in the towel. You cut your losses, and, and you end the war. 
now before you go on here, I'd, I'd like to uh, I'd like to bring you back to something you said. In 1991, you joined the military and no, then I got out. 98. Excuse me. In 88, got out in 91. Okay, in 91, you got out of the military and yeah. you got to the point that you saw that the wars that we were in here in your current and you know like modern wars that mostly it is a racket and it's basically to make uh, politicians and people in the military industrial complex wealthy, but. The fact is, you'd look back at these older wars in a legendary fashion, and, I'll, I, and, and you look at them, but the people who were contemporaries at that time, they were saying the same things about those wars. If you ever get a chance, watch a DVD series called The World at War. I used to watch it a lot when I was a little kid. After the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, Roosevelt said, we're on our way. And he was happy about it. Yes, sure he, he was. was. He wanted that to happen. Yeah, you're happy. right. Nothing would have um, ended. Rose- Roosevelt wouldn't be considered one of the greatest presidents in history um, if it wasn't for the fact exactly. that he had himself a nice big old war to fight. Yeah, he wanted right. a war. I, hey, hey, we're not that far off. Yep. But to call ter- Colonel Paul Tibbetts not a patriot for what he did, he did his job. The man was a patriot. If it was my job so to come, to, if it was my job to come to your house and shoot your kid, would I be a patriot? Is that what you think American soldiers do, like me? They shoot people. Yes. They shoot people and break oh, things. Just, we just walk up to anybody and everybody and just shoot them in the head for the hell of it. We're Look, man. No. We're not being obviously, obviously not. But the the soldiers on the on the ground really have nothing to do that you're killing, have nothing to do with that stuff. He's not saying that you're politicians, a bad guy. Look, if politicians want to fight wars, politicians should uh, take the, the super up. Superdome in uh, in in, in uh, Los Angeles, or excuse me, in uh, wherever Louisiana there, and they should decide, you know, get together with knives and fight each other. I'd love There's that. no reason oh, I'd for, for I'd love for the politicians to do it. Trust me, I would, I really would. But the American soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the one that gets crapped on. Okay, we're the ones that get sent off to do their bidding. You I shouldn't. That. You could What's always that? refuse to do it, you know. You could always uh, stand on your constitution that you swore an oath to uphold uh, and defend from enemies foreign and domestic, and you could analyze the orders that you're receiving, and you could say, nope, not constitutional, I'll be staying right here. But most soldiers well, don't do that because they've been told they need to follow orders, that it's their job to well, follow orders blindly and without question. When I was 18 to 21 when I was in, I did what I was told, and I... And that's where the problem comes in. No one is thinking. Young men fight wars because old men wouldn't do it. Yep. Thank you for the call. Not because they're old, but because they know better. Right? Thanks for the call tonight. More on the way. You can dial in. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Your thoughts on war. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, of course. 800-259-9231. Or bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live Saturday edition. Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At 357? Match. I even got a $5 disguise discount. Nice. All I had to do was sign up for the military. Sign what? Huh? Not after dying on This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition. You take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And as always, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. 
All of the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Features including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Venardine is a New England event promoter and organizer. They'd like to poll members of the Free State Project and other FTL listeners. Here's some ideas for event. Which sounds best? Live music and keen. No, um, the other choice, uh, take over a private auto, uh, auto racing track in northern New England. Number three, a house of prostitution via Rhode Island. I guess it's it's uh, legal there. It is. Uh, number four, a rooster pit at the NH State House. Or number five, whichever's cheapest, go to venerdeen.net. That's V-E-N-O-R-D-E-N-E.net and place your vote, venerdeen.net. All right, so we continue taking your phone calls about what you want We'll go to Jim listening to WCHV in Charlottesville, Virginia. Hello, Jim. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being here. What's on your mind tonight? I just wanted to tell you, I'll forewarn you, I come from a long line of military guys, and my son's in the Army, too. My grandfathers were both in the military. Yep. My family's all all straight military, too. Yeah, and I I, I lean pretty far right, and uh, we probably... Don't agree on a lot of things. The, the, the uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki stuff. I don't. I don't know. I, I think it brought the war to a quicker end than it would have otherwise. It's a, I know the argument you guys just laid out. That I've heard it, and we'll agree to disagree on some of that type of stuff. But I tell you one thing that I hear. I don't hear people really talk about. And you touched on it for a moment. And the, the greatest defense this country has is the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean. Yep. People well, can't get to us. There's that I mean, factor, and then there's also the factor that we're free to own guns for the most part, and so that's a big... That's I think a, that's, that's a, a huge factor, one. too. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, even, even forget a, a small arms war, a foot soldier type war, we're hard to get to. Yep. There's plenty of countries out there, if, they want, if we were next-door neighbors to them, trust me, it would be on. They'd be after us with everything they had, and we'd probably be going right at them. I agree. But, but um, I, I just I, one thing no one really brings up much, and this is kind of where I, I, I draw the line. I'm kind of an isolationist. I say let the rest of the world fend for themselves in more cases than not, and and I don't mean that in a, in a, a, a you know a cavalier way. I'm just like we seem to make more of a mess than where we go. Well. The left thinks we screw up every time we get into something. Every time the right bites off something, it's always more than they can chew. And like your last caller said, a lot of times it's the foot soldiers like my son. My yep. dad's retired military. They soak up the bullets. You know, all these great uncles in World War Two and everything. And, you know, it's the common man winds up paying for it. It's, it's absolutely think, true. And that's what war's, war's based on, is the right. common guy it pays for it. He's the one who dies, you know, and he's the one who gets the blame. And that's it, the politicians don't wear the blame. And that's that's right. the biggest problem I have well, with and it. And all the whole while, the common man is told this story about how patriotic they're being and how, uh, you know, great what it is that they're doing is. And it's all just nonsense. Uh, it's just there's something to puff them up, essentially, to get them excited about going and killing other living, breathing well, human beings, and uh, but, it's sick. But, but then we've got to be able to swallow the other pill, which is, okay, we're going to stand back, and what happens in Rwanda happens in Rwanda. Mm-hmm. What happens in Somalia happens in Somalia. Stop sending them aid. 
when they have their tidal waves and earthquakes, leave them to defend for themselves. I'd like to point out something here that generally I like what it is you're saying as far as from a uh, from a national policy perspective. But I think that Americans should be free to voluntarily choose to help out whomever they want around the world. If, right. uh, well, that, 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 that's fine. Yeah, uh, right. The I Armenian would... the Armenian War that I believe happened right after World War II. Um, they that was completely funded by uh, you know free pe- private private individuals, free people giving money to the Armenian effort over there, and they managed to fight off uh, you know the, their invaders, and they've got their own country. The same is true of the Ar- Irish Republican Army. Say what you want. About them, um, that they're a terrorist group or whatever, but they were funded almost entirely from Boston, mm. um, and so it can be done. Wars can well, be. I mean, you look back, late, you know, in the years prior to the Civil War, we were sending private armies into the Caribbean. Really, I, d- I didn't know people, that. I'm going to. I'll study that. One, there's a. Oh, it escapes me right now, but there was actually wealthy American businessmen who were promoting the slave trade. It wanted their own islands in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It was basically private colonization. You know, there, there was attempts at it, and, and there was actually an act or bill passed in Congress uh, to prevent private citizens from doing that. Jim, one of the things I think that uh, you, you're, um, I think you're off track on, and I generally like what you're saying, but you called yourself an isolationist. Yeah, I the isolationist the term, thing. I wanted to get to that too. Well, I prefer the term non-interventionist because the term isolationist suggests not only that you don't want to get involved in other people's conflicts around the world, but also that you don't want to be involved with other people around the world at all. Like you want to okay, shut down I... trade and things like that. And I think that trade is the greatest anti-war mechanism out there. I think that when you're trading, uh, when people in one country are trading with people in another country and there's no militaries crossing any borders, then you've got good relations and nobody wants to kill their best customer. So I think I that isolationism is, is folly, personally. It's non-interventionism, I think, that is the way to, uh, the way to go. I, 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 that, that's a good way to put it. Not, I'll tell you right now, a war that we've been fighting in this country for the last probably 30 years and I, I have a heavy industrial background. We've been at war with China. With, with China? You, you look at what's breaking the back of the real common man in factories and the steel mills and the foundries and the, oh. all the... That's, all the, that's not a war. That's just uh, that, that's competition that exists because of the U.S. government's politicians creating rules and regulations for U.S. business owners that are driving U.S. business owners out of this country and into well, other places like China or, you know, Thailand or well, whatever. That's, that's, that, that, call it what you will, but for the guy that owns a, a steel mill or a foundry or an injection molding facility and he's trying to keep his 75 employees working while, he, while you know, he's making parts for 50 cents that someone else is importing and delivering for 12, trust me, he's at war with the guy in China. You're using the term war very loosely in a, in a business well, sense. No one's killing he's anyone. He's at a great disadvantage to an international competitor. But, but do you understand that the reason why China is so competitive is because, in, in one major factor, well, is because of the U.S. government and its regulations? Yeah, that, and also it gets back to, you know, where we fought, we played by the rules. What we, does that mean, we, we played by the we, rules? We took all the, heavy, all the heavy metals out of plastics in the 70s. China hasn't done it yet. 
that, that, that cost us. They can they can make cheaper raw material than we can. So when you say we they, took the heavy metals out of plastics, what? Uh, we were playing by the rules. What? The EPA said get the lead out the of the The EPA. Okay. So so we, what's we the got, danger in having lead I'm in just, plastics anyway? What's that? What's the danger in having lead in plastics anyway? That some little baby's going to shove it down their throat? Is that the idea? I, I guess it's casual contact. Casual I'm contact. It, I'm just using it as an example. We play by the rules. Right, well, we, the, we took asbestos out of things. I've got a house that's made out of asbestos, and, and I'm okay. Yeah, and the paint's lead. I, right. no, I, I, I know, but do you see what I'm saying? We, 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 we are The rules, no, I, right. I, we play by the rules, but the, it's the because rules are arbitrary. If, if you didn't play by the rules, the United States government would put United States businesses out of business. They'd come so with they have guns. to play by the rules. It's the well, United States government making the rules that was the problem in the first place. It's the state and its rules and regulations that have driven business owners out of this country. I thank you for the call tonight. That's uh, the primary reason. I mean, yes, it might be possible to make things cheaper overseas anyway, but if things were cheaper to make here, they may not have le- ever left in the first place. Now, one of the reasons why things are so expensive is not just the uh, the rules as far as what you can manufacture and what you can't, but also the rules about you know who you can employ and when you can employ them and things like that, getting in between employees and employers, getting in between private agreements and raising costs. And those costs get passed on to consumers. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition. You take control, bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Your thoughts about war being a racket or a war in general. It is, of course, Memorial Day uh, weekend and or anything. This is Free Talk Live, so bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us. At Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is uh, that you need to buy, they probably sell it. You can even buy used items if you need to save a few extra bucks. Get your shopping done over at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, let's talk to Ron listening in Traverse City to WJML. John or Ron, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi there. Hey, hey. what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm uh, very uh, disappointed in uh, your information about World War II, uh, Tibbets and uh, the Japanese and Hitler. Uh, I don't know where you guys have got your information from. I don't know what history books you've uh, read. Well, you'd have to be I specific. Know what, I don't know what World War II veterans you've talked to face-to-face. I've talked to a couple. You sure, you sure got your information wrong. Okay, you want to specifically yeah. correct any of it? Pick one. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, one is, uh, you know, the Japs uh, bombed uh, Pearl Harbor and, and the war started. You know, you can argue the fact about whether Roosevelt knew it or not, but the bottom line is uh, the sailors, Marines, uh, Air Corps, and Army that were killed. What were they doing there in the first in the place? War, and the war started. And, uh, well, wait, well, hold on. Before we right. get into that, what were they doing there in the first place, sir? Do you know? We had... Uh, Ships and the army and everything else in the Hawaiian Islands. Why? Why were they there? How'd they get there? I mean, did, yeah. they, did they just grow there organically? No, uh, we're protecting our first. We were there before 1900. Um, what, what was that? I'm sorry, you broke up. Well, I guess I said they were there before 1900. 
Um, you know, the, the Hawaiian Islands were called the Sandwich Islands, and they were invaded by the British. and taken... Is that where the Earl was from? The Earl of Sandwich? <laughs> no, they were no. named after the Earl of Sandwich. Oh. Um, the, uh, let me, let me and they were taken from the natives. As a matter of fact, hang on a the, second, the, most, the most powerful uh, the, uh, secessionist movement that's still going on in the United States is in the Hawaiian okay. Islands, because the natives question. there would really like the white people to get, out, get off their islands. So really what you have is an invaded country that got bombed by a country that might have wanted to invade it. I, I don't know that we necessarily had any real righteousness. Okay, let, me, let me ask you a question. It wasn't a state. You've been running your mouth off about... Uh, I did. Re- That's right, Mark. You're just a brat. His, rewriting World War II. Mm. Go ahead. We're waiting. Did the, Jap- did the Japanese or the Germans... Did they do anything wrong in World War Absolutely. II? Absolutely. Look, Who I'm not saying it? that... Who started what? Who started it? What difference does it make who starts it? That's the point that I'm trying to say, is an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Violence against violence. That's all I'm saying. Let me ask you another question. How old are you? Oh, this matters. I'm older than Jesus Christ was when he died on the cross for your sins, uh, and I'm older than Thomas Jefferson was when he wrote the Declaration of Independence. Am I old enough for you? Uh, the way you're talking, uh, I'd okay. say you probably went to school in the last 20 years because you haven't learned anything. <laughs> Actually, I haven't gone to school in the last 20 years. Not not like some kind of secondary school or anything. Right, Mark. You have should you, be a warmonger. You, you should be advocating for conflict. No, you should be advocating for more war. I served, I'm not a warmonger. What are you then? But I do have respect for people that have fought wars. I have respect for people that have fought wars, too. And this is where I really have a problem. Is I, I have a difficult time here. I, I have respect for the soldiers that fought in foreign wars. I do. I believe that they like had. No, I, I don't. I, don't. I believe that they had courage. However, I believe they were duped. I believe they were yeah. lied to. I feel so sorry I kind for of, them. At the same time, could I finish? Like I want to tell you how I feel here. Um, I've already heard how you feel. I feel he knows all about you, Mark. Right? Like I'm, I'm, he knows all about it. I'm just an idiot. I, I, I'm too young. Right. Um, I, feel like, I feel like a person can be brave and fooled at the same time. Sure. There's a fine line between courage and stupidity, I think. Any thoughts, Ron? I'm listening. I've, I've been, I, I was telling you, well, well, why don't you tell me about, what, what do you think how, um, about what I was saying about how I feel? Well, everybody's, uh, you know, has their opinion. No, I was asking you a question. That, I'm just saying that when you start rewriting history and you start rewriting World War II... I don't believe I've rewritten and, anything. And, and then you make your opinion about veterans, I'm just a little disappointed. I asked you a question. Is it possible for, for me to feel, uh, like, is it possible for someone to be a hero and to be a fool at the same time? Mm, maybe. Okay. okay, that's kind of how I feel about the, veterans. They were duped. Depends on their circumstances, and I guess it would depend on somebody's principles. Yeah, nobody here Have is you ever saying. Served in the military. Would, would, would no. that make me a better person? I'm not saying that. I'm saying, have you ever been in the military? No, I haven't. Thankfully, no. I've got better things to do with my life. Why? Oh, really? Yeah, because I have a direction long, in my life and something. Somebody else is is uh, fighting the wars for you and dying. They're but they're not fighting me. any wars for me, Ron. This, me. Is where, this is where it all goes yes, off the... All, all of it goes off no, the tracks. You can't past. tell me anybody's fighting any war for me. I didn't ask them to. I don't want them you to fight war for me. If they're fighting it for me, please you, come home. You were not born in World War II, were you? Obviously not. You didn't serve during Vietnam either, did you? I, I, was, I was toddling. You already asked Vietnam, if he was Vietnam. in the military. Yeah, I know. I can figure it out because... Uh, I'll be 62 in a couple months, and 
Congratulations. All you got to do is listen to somebody that's talking that's in their 30s or 40s, and you can tell exactly where they're coming from, most of them. Okay. How many books have you read in the last month about World War II? About World War II? I guess just one, War is a Racket by Smedley Butler. Was that about World War II? Uh, Brigadier, oh, Brigadier well, General? Can I, can I suggest one for you? I'd like to see you get a little educated. I'm, I'm listening. By Johnson. I don't know his first name. We couldn't make that remember. out. You're on a cell phone. Try again. I said, read Phantom Warrior by Johnson. You know, there's a there's a lot of books out there that extol the virtues of war, and I just no, no, no. This is a this is a group that was there. That there's, fought the Japanese. There the are Belgians a lot of books Guinea. out there. I read a book on Nuremberg. These were the guys that were actually there in the trenches doing the job. Look, yeah. the job <laughs> sucked. I worked for a guy who was in World War II, and he told died. me, you know, he, he jumped on Nuremberg. I mean, he, he landed there. I've read all kinds of books about war. I understand how the soldiers feel, and nobody wants peace like a soldier wants peace. This is why I don't understand why you're advocating for it. For war, I'm not I mean. advocating war. I'm saying you're rewriting history I, on what happened. How? Not once did I rewrite history. You, you haven't been able to uh, say anything about me rewriting history. Where did I rewrite history? Yes, you have. How? When? You said that you said the Japanese soldiers were going to surrender. They were not. You can talk to anybody and and read. I don't know how many books about the Japanese were ready to fight to the last man. They had the civilians. They were training. They was going to use bamboo spears. <laughs> I would have used bamboo spears to protect my homeland, too. What I'm saying is there was no reason That's to invade right. the, the mainland of Japan. Also, I said the Japanese government was offering to surrender. No, they weren't. The, you read your history, sir. You're wrong. Oh. No, you are wrong. I know you won't All touch right. a book. You, you made your recommendation. They, back and forth. Were, okay, you're wrong. We're wrong. Surrender. Goodbye. Thank you for the call tonight, Ron. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. There's no conversation would, when it's you're wrong and you're wrong. Why would the forth. United States government tell its civilians, hey, the Japanese want to surrender, but we don't want to let them. They want, uh, they want to retain their emperor, so we're just going to bomb them with a nuclear weapon, and then we're going to, uh, you know, then we'll let them surrender, you know, then they'll surrender without any conditions, and then we'll let them keep their emperor anyway. It'll be great. It's crazy. I mean, who would do that? It's crazy. Of course they didn't tell American civilians that. And, uh, look, what about the whole fact that, I mean, as we touched on, Hawaii was invaded in the first place by the United States? Does that just not even count in this whole yeah, discussion? It wasn't a state. Right. And uh, it was uh, taken over by violence. So that was wrong in the first place. That was the first wrong uh, as far as what happened over in the Hawaiian Islands. But nobody ever talks about that. The first wrong always starts with when the Americans' uh, killers were, uh, we, were attacked. We still haven't mentioned that there was a blockade going on by the Americans uh, against The economic yeah. uh, oil blockade. Yeah, there's an embargo, I guess I should say. There's an embargo going on. So the Japanese were having difficult – I mean, we were, making, we were making overtures of war at them at that time anyway. Well, when you say we, you mean the United, United States, States government. Uh, and so the idea behind that embargo was essentially to gin up their anger and gin up their uh, their wanting to, right. to strike back. Because the average American didn't care anything about Japan until they attacked Pearl Harbor. Yeah. They needed the, the politicians in Washington, D.C. who wanted to, you know, who, whose friends the military industrial complex Remember Eisenhower, World War II general, said, yeah. beware the military-industrial complex. Um, and and, and Republican, reason. by the way. 
They wanted an excuse. They needed an excuse because the average American wouldn't have been on board with World War II if they didn't have an attack. Same thing with so Vietnam. They ginned up their attack. Now Same I'm not saying it wasn't a real attack. It certainly was a real attack. The one in Vietnam but you can was provoke not. people. The, and but the one in the Vietnam War was not a real attack. It was uh, the Gulf of Tonkin. From what I understand, was completely fabricated. Completely fabricated. So. Pfft. 1-800-259-9231. So based on a completely fabricated situation, over 50,000 American troops lost their lives. Great. Yeah, but I'm a fool, and I'm but, too young. Yeah, and we're supposed to uh, to thank them? More coming up. Free Talk Live. SwissAmerica.com reports Thursday gold prices shot over $950 an ounce on a falling dollar amid a sell-off on Wall Street. Gold closed in New York up $16.70 to $953.90, a two-month high. Silver rose $0.30 cents to $14.55. Rather than looking at gold from a returns point of view, an investor should look at diversifying into it purely for its quality as a pure hedge against exposure to either debt or equity, reports the India Times. More at SwissAmerica.com. Recession, inflation, market volatility, what do you do to protect your money? Call Swiss America to send you a free education on gold investing. Gold offers you safety, liquidity, and excellent profit potential. Gold is the only asset that's not someone else's liability. The DVD, booklet, and newsletter are free. The knowledge you'll gain is invaluable. Call toll-free 800-630-1496. That's 800-630-1496. 800-630-1496 today. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. It's the CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, as always, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Most of those other talk show hosts out there want to charge you for their sites. We give it all away up front, uh, so enjoy it. freetalklive.com. Last hour, we started out by reading an excerpt. Mark, you brought in an excerpt from The War, or excuse me, War is a Racket by General Smedley Butler, the most award-winningest general. How is he described? He's the America's most decorated soldier. America's most decorated Ever. soldier to this Anti-war. day. Anti-war. Yeah, yep. completely. And he's older and more crotchety than any veteran that's going to call in. But well, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely appreciate what he has had to say tonight on this Memorial, Memorial Day weekend when whenever you're listening to talk radio or you're listening to uh, the news, as I was just listening to a moment ago, you hear the same old cliches trotted out about our soldiers, our men and women fighting for freedom. Fighting uh, for fact, your freedom. No, in fact, I got an exact quote. It. I got an exact quote from the news. I think this was one of the White House people or whoever, some government flunky, uh, said that uh, they were providing us with service, the ultimate sacrifice for safety, uh, for the safety and prosperity of our country. And, um, Nonsense. What's the, what's the uh, Benjamin Franklin quote? Those who would trade uh, safety for uh, security, or trade liberty for security, will get neither and deserve neither. I think that was Franklin or yeah, Thomas the, Jefferson. It's been moved around from founding guys. father to founding father. That's but a great it's true. Quote. The fact is, if you trade, if you trade essential liberty for a bit of security, you will get neither and you deserve neither. Absolutely, and I and I think that it's. Uh, I, I just wanted to, to dig into that quote just a little before we continue with your phone calls. Uh, the, the the quote the the ultimate sacrifice for the safety and prosperity of our country. Number one, wars do not make us safer. 
As we just saw with the terror attacks, uh, the alleged terror attacks from this week uh, in New York City, the uh, the supposed ringleader of those guys is pissed off because the U.S. military is in Afghanistan bombing and killing people. Right. That's why they were attempting to blow up uh, synagogues in the United States. Right. Well, duh. What do you think's going to happen when you go somewhere and start bombing and killing innocent people? They are going to get very angry, and many of them are going to go and cause more problems. They're going to make us less safe. So creating wars and fomenting wars and joining in on wars does nothing at all to achieve a safe situation in this country. We but, are safe by default. We don't need to fight wars I all think, around the world. You know, I think that uh, people don't look at what war is. War is the invasion of a country. When we have our military in other countries, that, as far as I'm concerned, is an war. invasion. That's the reason for 9-11 was the fact that we were in Saudi Arabia in the first place. Yeah, and I don't care that the Saudi Arabian government wanted the U.S. government there. What matters is what the people think. And you can tell me all day long that I wanted this, but I don't want this. These are not my ser- these are not people that are serving me. They're not serving my interests. My interests are peace, and uh, the, the war is not peace. So I don't want to have anything to do with any of this. Unfortunately, we're all forced to pay for it. The other claim is that they uh, made the ultimate sacrifice for the prosperity of our country. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Nothing could be further from the truth. Spending is, billions of dollars on things that go kaboom is not, not prosperous. prosperous. I'm it's sorry. It's extracting money from those who actually create prosperity. Those who are the producers. The class of producers who are actually out there in the marketplace producing products and services, which is what all of those soldiers would have been doing. All of those dead men and women around uh, you know, from this country that died around the world, all of them would have been back here or around the world doing some sort of thing in the marketplace, providing products and services, actually producing things. Not mention, not to mention raising their kids and treating their families well yeah. instead of uh, instead of providing word, worm food in foreign countries. Instead of dying. Right. Okay. So, so stealing money from people to fund a multi-billion-dollar. Uh, I don't even know how many hundreds of uh, hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars this military is. But I don't care if it's one billion or you know twenty thousand dollars. It's too much money, as far as I'm concerned. And it's not enhancing anyone's prosperity. It's it's just part of uh, the whole government's uh, theft program. They steal your money and they do what they want with it. In this case, in the case of the military, it's hiring bureaucrats, calling them soldiers, and sending them over to die in the dirt. Let's and I think it's tragic. Let's take a call. I need to get called a liberal. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to your phone calls, and uh, let's talk to Alex in Texas. Alex, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I was just driving along the road, and I heard that last guy call in, and I just wanted to, to back you up historically, whether you were for World War II or against it, you know, whether you're pro-war or against, as you said, some people are for one war but against another war. The issue is the facts about World War II are clear, especially in the Pacific. Now, the Imperial Japanese system was very corrupt. It was basically militarized by the West uh, before World War I and during World War I. It was encouraged uh, to expand, uh, to go into Korea, to go into China, uh, you know, to go up against the Russians. In World War One, then after that, for at least a year and a half before the attack on Pearl Harbor, the Flying Tigers, the Army Air Corps and Marines, were over there with U.S. generals, everything, but they were quote private, but still wore U.S. uniforms and got their orders. It was like an OSS operation, and they were going around strafing and blowing up Japanese trains and bombing Japanese ships, and the Japanese kept going to 
Washington with their uh, ambassador saying, please, you blew up five more trains this week. You sunk 15 more ships this week. You tracked our general down and shot his aircraft down. Was that, to, Alex, was that during the, the steel embargo and the, the oil embargo? Absolutely. The oil yeah. and steel embargo was part of that. But, but the point is, in China itself, uh, there were U.S. troops, you know, just like in Vietnam, 4,000 advisors yep. died from 1960 to 1964 before the staged Gulf of Tonkin to get us into that. So, look, that guy can sit there and defend World War II all day, and after the Japanese tried to unconditionally surrender, two months later dropped two A-bombs on them on Hiroshima and Nagasaki just to scare the world. You know, again, the empire over here at the start of the Spanish-American War to move into the Pacific, just as evil as the Japanese imperial military, and they go, well, the Japanese grabbed our troops and did medical experiments on them. Right. Our own government did medical experiments of nerve-gassing our own troops and thousands of foster children they radiated to death. So the issue is all these governments act the same. Now, Hitler was a little bit worse. Yeah, um, a lot Japanese, worse. Uh, but, but he was funded by the British and the U.S., IBM, all those companies. There's New York Times bestsellers. You know, on the subject, Pulitzer Prize winners. And so they literally set him up to tear up Europe, and then, and then they stabbed him in the back. That's why he had a peace treaty with England. That's why the king of England was a Nazi. You know, and, Alex, it also bears mentioning here, and it hasn't been mentioned yet in this show, uh, that if it weren't for the United States violating their own rules, the Constitution, the so-called supreme law of the land, if it weren't for the U.S. Right. violating their own rules during World War One and getting involved in World War One, it's very likely that Hitler never would have even come to power in the first place. Right. We really didn't talk about the European theater. And the fact is, uh, the United States' involvement and the, and the fact that, they, uh, that uh, the Allies were able to crush the other side in World War I made it so that Germany had such a bad deal so that Hitler yeah, was able to rise up. Exactly. The Versailles Treaty. Yep. You're absolutely right. So listen, these men have courage, but they are just bureaucrats. And now they're saying, oh, Northcom's going to engage the American people. You know, now the Army Times says, oh, the number one enemy is returning veterans and gun owners and libertarians and Ron Paul supporters. So now we're becoming a purely fascist state. And we're now just a colony of offshore banks using us. Hey, you guys have a great show. We Thanks, enjoy Alex. having it on ninety point one in Austin. Take care. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Whenever the American troops invade a you know a sovereign land like the Hawaiian Islands or the Earl uh, of well, Sandwich or right, that was, actually, that was actually the uh, the American. We we bought uh, essentially were given the uh, the Sandwich Islands from the British. It, it was just too much for them to take care of. But that doesn't matter. There were, th those islands didn't belong to the British in the first place. Yeah. They belonged to the people that were living on them, and we were using them as giant uh, uh, battleships and giant aircraft carriers. That's uh, more so. Uh, who, who were we to even be there? Exactly. 1-800-259-9231. So had, the, had America stayed too true to the Founding Fathers' original intent, and if you go back and look at Thomas Jefferson and people like that, they made it very clear that, that George Washington said he didn't want entangling alliances with other countries. Uh, they specifically put in the Constitution that the, the military shouldn't basically exist. The army should not exist unless it needs to be called together for a very specific purpose, and then it was supposed to be eliminated after two years. So these guys had no interest in going around the world bombing and killing, but politicians in search of power decided to change all that. War is the health of the state. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com features, including the wiki, over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. You can edit virtually anything that you see there. It's the Free Talk Live wiki. We continue with your calls. Ladies, first, Helena is on the line listening to WFLA in Florida. Hello? Is it Helena or... Is it Hel- Helena or Helena? How do you Helena. pronounce it? Helena, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, you were talking about uh, that the United States should have never get involved in the Second World War. I it shouldn't have gotten uh, involved in the First World War. All right, but I mean the second one. Uh, we are talking about. You, did you know? Did you know that Hitler was already trying to to perfect the atomic war, uh, atomic bomb, and he had. They have uh, these. Uh, the Germans had underground facilities in Finland, and they were uh, working on heavy water, who's one of the compounds to perfect the atomic bomb. Do you think if Hitler would have got that bomb, he would have dropped it anywhere he wanted to? And people have to say, oh yeah. We surrender because it's not only the bomb; it's the radiation that you know that kills a lot of people afterwards. Mm-hmm. So we had to get involved in the war. You no, know, we if didn't. You, if, if you want to see, uh, if you want to hear, uh, really, people who doesn't like to read, or if you want to see the story of the, um, the that underground facility, get to a movie called The Heroes of Telemark. It's uh, Kurt Douglas uh, is one of the players. I'm you sure it's a very good story. Hollywood film. Now, my question yeah, but, I mean, for it's you true, is... It's a true story. It's not only a Hollywood... It's a true story how these people gave their life to, to destroy their underground facility in Finland and save the world probably from so, Hitler. So you believe that Hitler would have come out with an atomic bomb and then threatened to deliver it uh, if what? What What would the... Of I course. Mean, just... he, you didn't surrender to his wishes. He was he was a nut, you know, crazy. And uh, he would have... You know, he so, already had rockets. So, the, what does that mean? Like, what kind of perfected. wishes? What what would his what would his uh, what would have his demands have been? Probably, he wanted to run the world. Because Want to run the world? Okay. People want to run the world. That's the, the trouble. Right. If you kill them, if they would have killed Hitler, you know, when a guy like that comes out and he wants war, kill him. And then you save a lot of younger people. Well, right? 48, there, there were, I think there were 48 attempts on Hitler's life by his own citizens um, yeah, it, know, in his country. I mean, and, uh, you know, I wish they one of them would have finally would have gotten him. But apparently we had to go over there. You know, the United States had to go over there and do it. But my question to you is this, Helena. Um, the billions of, and you know, probably close to, uh, you know, in today's numbers, trillion dollars that we spent um, on the war, uh, World War II, wouldn't it have been better spent just getting gosh darn American scientists who were the best scientists in the world together to build their own atomic weapon, and we would have had it first. That well, wait, way, if, wait, what if Hitler well, no, would have delivered it, his, we could no, have delivered one. I don't back. think that's the best idea, Mark. I'm just what wondering. Well, wait, what about this one? If if Hitler had actually created a bomb and had threatened us, then that would have been an act of war against the United States, which uh, you know Hitler hadn't. Um, well, done he, an act he declared of war. war. It would have been too late. He already had the bomb. You know, the the, the, the scientists who perfected the atomic yeah. war was Germans. Von Braun, they were taken from Germany after the Second World War. This was gonna are be you saying question. Americans are too stupid to have made an atomic no, weapon, Helena? No, they were too stupid. They already had the Manhattan Project created by, uh, by President Roosevelt. 
They were working there, the Americans, but I mean, the, the, the Germans were, they knew they were working in this, not because they were brighter, because they were working before. Well, instead we were of taking the money, if we would have taken that money that we spent on that war, rather than that, we could have set, put up several different sets of scientists and, and told them, hey, you guys course, compete to see who comes I mean, out ahead, we'd have had the bomb before the, well, the Germans. Here's, here's something of else course, that you could have had. Utopia. That's not the world. The right. world is the world. You're I'm, utopian, I'm older Mark. than you, very, very much older than you. Here's it. Here's it. Now, this right. is, hold I, on. Helena, that's just not fair. My age has Ageism. nothing to do with this. No, no, but it's, I mean experience. When you go through the world, you know the yeah. world will never be in peace. They're always fighting since the beginning of the world. That's, I don't know why they're so stupid, so, you the, know, because they're stupid doing this. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree that fighting, fighting is, is stupid. Silly. Look, here's what I'd like to know. If uh, if Hitler did make an overture toward uh, toward attacking the United States, and Mark, you're saying he de- he did declare war, but there was never actually any sort of war right, action Right, he declared war taken. from Germany, uh, you know, 3,000 miles away. If that had happened... And Mark, you're suggesting that take that money that was spent on the war and spend it developing another nu- uh, a nuclear weapon. I would suggest, how about you take a fraction of that money and just offer it up to uh, whoever brings you the head of Hitler. I mean, whoever kills well, the. I mean, well, don't you think that would have been more well, effective and constitutional? Than, yeah, yeah. Don't, wouldn't that have been more effective and more affordable to actually target the root of the problem with uh, with you know crack mercenaries or or offering up a uh, ransom to where even his right hand man, even his right hand man, would have been able to turn on him and uh, and go after him and collect that reward. Wouldn't have that been uh, made that a little bit more perfect. sense? What you say is perfect, but they don't do Thank it. You. They allow those monsters to continue. Well, no, they, the reason they don't do it is because it means money for the military-industrial complex, as I'm sure you right. know. It sounds the United like States has offered that. up a reward for Osama uh, bin Laden. However, yeah. they have made it so that the, nobody, no United States citizen can collect it. What kind of sense does that make? The people that are most motivated in the world can't collect the reward. Yep, so it's that's useless. That's idiotic. You know? well, Thank you, that's, Helena. That's the well, government that fights the war. Thank you so much for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you so you're right i mean i should say that's the organization that we have fighting our wars obviously i'm against any government fighting any war going after the individual who's causing the problem going after the hitler or the osama bin laden on a individual basis would make sense they're the ones that are calling for the aggression so they should be the ones that are stopped and it would be so much more affordable to go with you know crack team of mercenaries or or a reward situation or whatever multiple teams of uh, mercs competing for the reward whatever uh, it would be so much cheaper that way but then the Halliburtons and the uh, you know the Lockheed Martins right. and all these companies would not get any contracts right and as uh, you know you use uh, you know media to distribute this imagine the german soldiers say to themselves Oh my God! I could, I, my God! I could live like a king Hell with this yeah. kind of money. And you know, they get a great few of their f- friends together, and they pop him. Yep. Those are the people you need to motivate. They're the ones on the inside. Let's continue with your calls and talk to George, listening to KMED in Oregon. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, how you doing, fellas? Hey, welcome, sir. sir. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I'm kind of conflicted here because, well, first off, you know who that Alex was that talked to you, right? That sounded like Alex Jones. It was Alex Jones. Anyway, I I agree with a lot of what he says. I agree with some of what you fellows have said today. What gets me? This okay. is the this is my quandary. I'm I'm a 18 year veteran of the military, two branches of service, commissioned and enlisted. I I I understand and I agree with you that World War II was very much World War One was very much made. The Spanish-American uh, War was very much ma- manipulated. So was the Civil War. And I totally agree with you that, that Vietnam was manipulated, just like 
and you see, this is where I kind of get a little difference in, in hearing you talk. Even 9-11 was manipulated. If anybody thinks a bunch of guys with some satellite phones sitting over there in Tora Bora planned, orchestrated, and put together two stolen 737s out of Africa and then called them 767s on the day the event happened and crashed them into those buildings, man, that was really some serious, sophisticated stuff. So we, I agree with you that, you know, all of these things, Klauswitz said it. Klauswitz said all war is 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 uh, you know negotiations you know you know political negotiations just done a different way, done but, with bodies and death and uh, blowing stinking, up things, rotting up and corpses, destruction. People, people that that love their kids. Look, I don't know if I don't know who did 9/11, and to me it doesn't really matter. What matters is the government has gotten much larger as a result of what happened then, and that's what we have to deal with today: is getting to a state of liberty, evolving mankind to the next uh, great step in evolution, and that is to honor our neighbors' choices and uh, move toward peace. Thank you for the call. More coming up. Alakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Alakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning. Tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit alekees at a l e k e s e dot com. Again, that's a l e k e s e dot com. This is Free Talk Live, your show, Saturday edition. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free, so enjoy those, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours for the taking. In fact, going back for an entire year, right there on the front page of the site at freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can do just about anything over there that you know you need to do on a regular basis as far as the law goes. It's They're not lawyers, but... The website was created by lawyers. It's LegalZoom.com. You can go uh, use code FTL to save $10 off your order. It's LegalZoom.com. All right. We continue taking your phone calls, and we'll go to Dan, listening to WFTL in Florida. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ina Mark. Um, hey, hello, Dan. It's WFLA that I'm listening to. Oh, apologies. You're listening to WFLA. Bordoff got it wrong. Another great station. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I've got a little story to tell you, and I wish that you would listen to this story because I think you're really nice people. I wish you were a little bit more informed. Okay. This story involves the mother of a Japanese engineer that I met in the television industry here in America. His mother was in Japan when the second bomb was dropped. She happened to be on the other side of the hill where she was protected. Mm. But I asked him, I said, Ted, what's the first thing that she did after the, you know, within hours after the bomb? She went to a Shinto shrine to pray, to pray thanks for the Americans for dropping that bomb. What? Because she knew that if that didn't stop the war, 
the Japanese warlords would have made them fight till every man, woman, and child in Japan was dead. How come the there Japanese... There is no proof to, to what you said. Oh, there's the absolutely historical documents to, to what I said. The fact is the Freedom of Information Act had released this stuff more than a decade ago because it became Would unclassified. Tell me what stuff, what stuff, that the Japanese had no intention of fighting, is that the case? The Japanese certainly would have um, intended to fight if there was an invasion coming on their homeland. What they were trying to do is they were trying to surrender with conditions. So, Dan, let me, point of clarification here, I mean, you're saying that the I, Japanese... I, I, why is it everything say I must accept is true, and everything I say... You don't must... have to accept anything we say is true. We're a talk show host. The hell do we know? And what uh, did this lady know about whether the Japanese warlords would fight on? You don't have to accept what you say is true either. American soldier that died in World War II because you decided in your infinite wisdom that we didn't need to fight the war. Now, Hitler killed 12 million people. He wouldn't have done that if it hadn't been for World War One. That's correct. That's correct, sir. Hitler never Hitler would have, have never power. gotten power if it hadn't been for the the, the decisive. And on what do you base that? Well, well, the leader of Germany wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't have been uh, off, he was sent out of the country, if I'm not mistaken, right? What, what country uh, started World War One, please? The United States attacked Germany, did they? No, no. the United States didn't get the into British it until. The Germany, U.S. did they? What started World War One? The shooting of Arch, Archbishop Ferdinand. Ferdinand or whatever. Yeah. Thing to do with the United States or England? Not a damn thing. Okay, then how did we get into the war? It was a bunch of treaties. Yes. Ah, did Hitler attack France? Of course he did. Well, what was did Hitler attack Belgium? What did the okay. Kaiser attack? What, what does all that have to do with anything, sir? I, I don't care what the Kaiser. I don't care what those British guys did. They not. What does that have to do with anything, sir? The founding fathers of this country made it clear, sir, that they did not want entangling alliances. So the alliances you're bringing up, uh, we shouldn't have been involved in in the first place. How do you feel about that? And which alliances should we been involved None. in? None. Here's what, here's what General Smedley Butler, the most decorated soldier in history. Now, you can call him whatever names you want to call him. Call him a liberal. I wish you would. Let's you don't have look to believe the, him either. Let's look at this over this European brawl and see where they stand on our and whether we should be involved in any way in the matter. First, let's see if we've, we have contributed what one single thing to the cause about? to it. He doesn't want to listen. No, you don't care. You don't care that the most decorated soldier in history says we shouldn't have been involved. Please, what was he talking about? He was talking about our involvement in World War I. We shouldn't have been there. And that only we only take the word of one military expert. Anybody else that has a different opinion is wrong. Right. Everybody else that wants to kill people, they're all right. Right. But here's here's the other here's the other part of it. The other the, the other part of it is that the people that want to go over there and kill other other individuals, not only do they want to kill other individuals, but they want to take my tax money to do it. And they're willing to kill so you. So they're not just killers, I they're thieves. Fighting that war, defending your right to go on the radio, and you have That's every right. right to go on the radio and say any damn foolish thing you want. But the day before Memorial Day, you can have a little bit of common courtesy. That's right, Mark. You, you shouldn't be on the radio talking about freedom. You shouldn't be on the radio talking about peace. Right. We Just need like to talk God, about war and glorify I'm, death. I'm quoting right. the most decorated military veteran in history, and I don't have any respect. I'm holding in my hand a poppy that I bought today from a veteran. 
Do you not have any compassion for them and their families? I have all kinds of compassion. I'm just I'm telling you that the war didn't need to be fought. We, we're compassionate because we want to end war, sir. Right. I don't have to say that the How war was a good thing war? in order to have compassion. You. Have you listened to Akbadarajad and what he says that he's going to do to the Western world? Let's kill him. Have you no brains? Let's kill him. Let's kill, kill let's kill every How Muslim on the planet. Brain? Let's kill the Muslim. Let's kill their women. Let's kill their children. Let's kill their dogs. Let's kill their sheep. Let's kill the lizards. Turn them let's, glass. let's turn the whole Middle East to glass. Oh, That'll help. Please. Maybe we need the army to do that. Maybe, maybe if Barack Obama had a pair, he would challenge Ahmadinejad to a fight. A to knife the, fight. To, to the fight to yeah. the death with a pair of, uh, of monkey wrenches. No at the what it is to fight terrorists, sir. You are saying <laughs> if we just be nice... Oh, sir, the terrorists are nice. in Washington, D.C. I'm not saying that at all. There are, I'm saying that the terrorists are in Washington, D.C. That they will kill every one of us? We should make nice, okay? The, people the, reason, the, the, the reason that people in the Middle East... The reason that people in the Middle East want to kill us is because we are occupying their countries. We have troops supporting the king. That just is not true. It absolutely is. Before you go on, sir, the reason that that Osama bin Laden stated... Pot him down, please, because he's not listening. No, he's not. The reason that Osama bin Laden stated that they attacked um, us on 9-11 was because of the troops in the Middle East. It was, it was part of it. They've been there for decades. Right. The fact is, we have military there supporting the king in, in um, Saudi Arabia and all, many of these other places. Of course they're mad at us. Planes from Still Arabia talking. and brought two 737s over here. Is that correct? You were talking to yourself, sir. We didn't hear you because we were trying to make a point to you about how there are over 700 military bases around the world. There are in over 130 countries, U.S. military bases in over 130 countries, including the Middle East. Do you have any idea what it would... Wait, wait, wait. Dan, before you go on shouting, do you have any idea what it would be like to have a Chinese military base down the street from your neighborhood? Yes, I do, because I know really? how the Chinese have behaved, and the United States has not behaved that way. Which country have we taken over? Whose assets did we bring back to the Iraq. United States after World War One and II? Which countries are we in control of? Um, we took Grenada. the whole world in World War II. Haiti. Why didn't we keep it? How come there are other countries in the world? How come there are enemies in the world? With a fiat currency, with a fiat currency, you don't need to. How come you want to hurt so many people? How come you want to kill? How come you want to see death and destruction? You don't have to be the leader of a country in order to control it. You want to have? You want to kill me, don't you? No, I don't want to kill you. What if I don't want to pay for your wars, sir? What if I don't want to pay, sir? What if I don't want to pay for your wars? What? What if I don't want to pay for your wars? Can you answer that? No, it's not my wars, sir. No, they are your wars. You support them. Thank you for the call. And if I don't pay for them, your men with guns will come and try to take me into a cell. And if I don't want to go to the cell and I decide to defend myself because I believe I'm free, they're going to kill me. I'm holding my hand the poppy I got today from a VFW member. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want. The Memorial Weekend edition of the program. Inevitably, on Memorial Day uh, weekend, we always it's bring up... It's always a cat fight. Yeah, it's always a guarantee that we'll uh, bring up the topic of war because, well, that's what everybody's talking about this weekend, yeah. except on most talk shows, you get glorification. You get hero worship uh, towards the, uh, the men and women of the military who, while they may have engaged in heroic acts in the context of what they were doing, sure, there's plenty of movies that have been made about all of those things over over the last uh, 20th century alone. Uh, but uh, the, 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 premise, the, well, the, the premise uh, was what was wrong. So sure, they were doing heroic things in the context, but right. it was the context that was the problem. The, uh, the, the, uh, the, the warmongering, the invading of other countries, the setting up of over 700 military bases around the uh, overseas, as though that just doesn't make anybody angry. The last caller suggested that, oh, well, you know, how many countries have we taken over? As it far doesn't as the matter if you, put, if you put boots on the ground over there, you're invading. Right, and he completely... We, we wouldn't accept it in this country. He completely dodged my question about how you would feel about having the Chinese military down the street. You just can't make those people understand. No. We're the United States. We're good people. It's okay if we invade and support other uh, foreign despots. And that brings me to another point I'd wanted to make, and I will do that here in moments. Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks magazines and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can try them out by downloading a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. You can get a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. They've got just about all the new releases, all kinds of things. I like the politically incorrect guide to American history. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Okay, so uh, you can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you want to support the show and help us out, uh, you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it into the show. Get on more great radio stations across the country like WSPD, uh, News, Talk, uh, uh, News Talk 1370 there in Toledo, which is joining us officially uh, for the first time tonight. They've been on, I think, for a week or two, uh, but it's now uh, I've confirmed it. So we're finally on in Toledo, which is, by the way, the number one talk station in Toledo. So welcome to our Toledo listeners tonight. Kind of a, uh, a shock to the system, I'm sure, for first-time listeners. This is the show about anything. You can call in and bring up whatever you want, but obviously talking about war gets people passionate. It gets them heated up uh, because, well, they've been told a lot of lies over the years about war and, and Americans' involvement in it. And I wanted to go back to what the last caller was op- opening his call with before he started shouting uh, about how uh, awful Muslims we are. Kill for, us. Don't well, forget Ahmadinejad. Right, and how, and how awful we are for, uh, for even talking about this on uh, Memorial Day weekend. How dare we? The first point he made was that he knew somebody who, whose mom was uh, around in, during World War II, and she was over the hill from, when, uh, from where the, Japan, the bombs went Nagasaki off. Nagasaki or Hiroshima. Yeah, and that, uh, that the first thing that she did was she went and she prayed thanks to the Americans for bombing her countrymen because, in his words, uh, I, the I'm warlords would have here. never given up. Right, well, the warlords were forcing... According to him, the warlords were forcing their uh, subjects, if you will, the, the Japanese people, into warring for them, right? That, oh, thank goodness the Americans bombed all of those people because now the warlords won't force us to fight anymore. And that may be true. 
You know, that might be true. I, I don't doubt there was a draft over in Japan. But wasn't there also a draft in the United States? Didn't they force Americans to fight? Right. Oh, but it's okay when Americans are forced to fight, right? If you because fly an American flag over it, it's okay. Any amount of tyranny, any amount of uh, objection, no, what would normally be an objectionable act. It was objectionable when the Japanese forced the Japanese people to fight in their war, but it's not objectionable when Americans are forced to fight in wars? 1-800-259-9231. Slavery is slavery, and it should be opposed no matter where it rears its head, whether it's here or there or wherever. And the draft is conscription, it is involuntary servitude, and it deserves to be opposed. And don't think the draft has gone away. It's only gone to sleep. They didn't shut down the SSS, the Selective Service System, they just turned, you know, they, they flipped a switch. It's still operating at full capacity. They're still registering all of the, uh, yeah, the young it's men. It's against the law not to register for uh, selective service. Right. They'll threaten you with uh, jail time and fines if you don't register for the I selective service. I wonder why service. that is. Because they want to be ready at any moment's notice to flip that switch again, bring the draft boards back up to speed, and start, start forcing people into military service again. Except now it's going to be different. This time around it's going to be called National Service, and Obama is already working on this program. And don't think for a moment that old John McCain wouldn't have brought National Service about, too. He was in favor of the idea as well. So they're going to bring back the draft, but they're going to call it National Service, and just watch and wait. It's coming. 1-800-259-9231. We continue with your calls about what you want, and we'll go to Livewire, listening to WFTL in Florida. Livewire, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks for the humor. Uh Having been laid off from my job this past week, in another week I'll be heading back to my hometown of New Orleans, Louisiana, and uh, I'm hoping that they have some station there that has Free Talk Live, but if not, I'm going to contact all kinds of FM and AM stations and encourage them to pick it up. Well, thank you, you for that. Mention, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what was the Vicksburg, Mississippi station you said is now? I might try to pick that one up if I can. If you're not in Vicksburg, odds are good you're not going to pick it up, but it's WVBG. <laughs> What's the number? Uh, WVBG in Vicksburg, Mississippi, that would be 1490 on AM dial. And you can always go to affiliates.freetalklive.com, wherever you are around the country, uh, and you can get uh, get a listing of all of our radio affiliates. And if you aren't aren't able to receive this show on the radio in your local area, of course, you can always listen online at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams there. We've got podcasted versions of the show. And there's actually an easy, uh, a frequently asked questions uh, kind of thing that you can go to at localfac, localfaq.freetalklive.com, and that'll tell you how to get in contact with your local talk stations and request Free Talk Live. And it, it can make a big difference. It's you're probably not going to just uh, walk into New Orleans and pick up the phone and get the radio station there, uh, the the news talker there to pick us up but you know within a week uh, but the hearing from you is a very positive thing for a program director and they'll th- they'll think about it and they may have even heard of us already and so hearing from you and plus having heard of us uh could all combine together for down the line them adding the show and i thank you for doing that any other thoughts tonight livewire well i just might add that uh last weekend there was a gentleman that called from fort lauderdale florida and uh anyone that's listening in this area should contact 8.50 a.m. and tell them to get rid of the hocus-pocus crap that's getting ready to come on in the next <laughs> hour. Because it's, that's right. You guys have the ghost talker guy uh, coming on yeah, in, the, in our third he, hour. And he's apparently on some sort of hallucinogens all the time, I, I'm assuming, anyway. Uh, but <laughs> I wish I could yeah, do hallucinogens and do my radio show. That'd be a little I weird. I think that there's a law. 
Is there a law about that? I think I think the law says that you're not supposed to actually do the hallucinogen on the air, or the, the I think you're not supposed to drink on the air or do drugs on the air. I but, can tell you, I've been radio, and there's plenty of guys who are drinking and being on the air. But I don't think that that means you can't drink before you go on the air. Thanks, Livewire, for the call, and you're right. Uh, please contact your local talk station if they air Free Talk Live. Thank them. And then ask them for a little more, because we do have a weekday show as well, plus uh, all three hours on Saturday nights. One thing you can say is, there's nothing like Free Talk Live out there. Not that I've ever heard. Nope. Though, hey, you know what, go uh, credit to Mancow for what he did this week. Uh, Mancow deserves some real credit. I wanted to play that audio. We didn't get a chance last night, but uh, he actually submitted himself to waterboarding. waterboarded. Mancow is a conservative talk show host. He, he calls himself, I think, a libertarian. They, they market they him as a libertarian. Don't they all? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, he's a conservative talk show host that uh, said, waterboarding is in torture. Got waterboarded for six seconds. Five, got up think, and said, seconds. waterboarding is torture. Yeah. We called waterboarding torture when the Japanese did it to our military men in World War II, but today we don't. Oh, it's the same thing as what we were just, just talking about. It's just enhanced interrogation, interrogation when a bunch of cowards from the Republican Party decide to do it. Um, you know, I, I, I'm neither well, Republican. the Democrats might do it, too. I, well, I don't think they're doing it right now. Um, How do you know? It, it would be contrary to, uh, you know, what politically, what would be expedient for them today. I would consider myself an anti-war Republican if I'm going to pick one of the sides. That's that's how I would uh, choose to... Def- like a Ron Paul? Yeah. That's how I would choose to identify myself. Let's but. go to Bill in Oklahoma. Your call's about anything. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Bill. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, premising uh, the first hour's caller, uh, first hour caller, I don't know if it was the very first caller or not, but I think Mark got into uh, a heated debate on whether or not... Uh, it would be okay for the government to come around and start shooting uh, his children, um, uh, uh, something to that nature. And he comes back with, well, do you think we just go around shooting people just because we feel like it? And if I was on that end of the mic, I would have said something like, well, yes, I believe they do. Uh, you might want to uh, talk to that 14-year-old girl in, in Iraq. Uh, Didn't they rape her before they shot her? Yes, they, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I wasn't going to make any reference to that because I didn't know if I could on the air or not. Sure. But yes, they, she was sexually assaulted, and she was killed along with three members of her family. And this is uh, what happens during war. This obviously wasn't passed down from the Pentagon as to what was happened. Just a few bad apples, Mark. This is what happens when you send in soldiers and people with guns and the right to shoot people. Criminals, people turn into criminals, and they're going to do criminal things. Absolutely. Bill, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. I'd actually thought about it, but you, there's just so many places to go, and I thank you for bringing that point up. Uh, 800-259-9231. And you know, obviously that's not the only example of such atrocities. There are plenty of them uh, in the Vietnam War as well. And I'm sure a number of them that we haven't heard about in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan just because the word hasn't gotten out. Hour 3 is coming up. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three. It is the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls about whatever you want. It's David listening to KGEZ in Montana. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Howdy, y'all. Hey, dude, what's on your mind tonight? All right, it was great hearing from Alex, man, dropping in and talking to us. 
Hey, uh, the best book to buy about war is the Bible, man, and even gives the answer, love one another. But some people even turn that into a reason to kill people. They turn like the Bible trade. into a reason to kill people? Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> Sick. Well, woman, money, and God is the reasons why we go to war. Yeah. And uh, trade, the powers that be, they call that now interdependence. That's trade now. Mm. And uh, the atom bomb, if there wasn't an atom bomb, we'd all be in the army fighting one another right now. <laughs> what do you mean? But, because the atom bomb scares everybody not to go to war, you know. And it doesn't like seem to be scary. Whoever has the atom bomb gets to talk to uh, the other people that got atom bombs, and they call all the shots. Which mm. brings me to my call. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the atom bomb has not stopped war. The war on terror. Yes, sir. Terror is a tactic used against cowards and slaves. We are free and brave. The war on terror is the biggest example of war is a racket. They're using it to take our freedom away. Sure they are. They're using it to, to control us. And Americans are and giving this, it up. And, and, and all I say, see, and, and for all the brain-dead people, zombies with the blinders on, my grandfather was in World War One. Three of my father's brothers were in World War Two. My father was in the Korean War. My brother was in the Vietnam War. I was in the Marine Corps from 75 to 79. Ain't nobody on this planet. My family loves this country and what it stands for. Yep. We worked hard. And we they started out as immigrants. And I'm telling you, man, this... This whole deal, with more free people, the better. And if people want to come here and be free, we should welcome them with open arms. No doubt about and it. And as long as they don't be free, then we kick them the hell out. But I'm saying that our own people that are saying screaming freedom is putting us in jail is using this war on terror. It's a scam. It's, it's an insult to a free and brave people. Absolutely. I thank you, David, for the call tonight. As always, 800-259-9231. One thing the world does not need more of is more wars, whether it's a, a war, traditional war, boots on the ground kind of war, or the you know this, uh, this ephemeral war on terror, or a war on drugs, which is actually a war on our own people. Uh, the, the last thing we need is more conflict. But that's well, all you ever get with government, is more conflict. And, and government uh, grows based on conflict, not just around the world, but when government can get one group of people in America to uh, or in whatever country you're in, one interest group to fight with another interest group, and I don't mean in a war manner, but I mean fighting for control over the apparatus of the government, then they've got them an inter, uh, you know, internus in conflict that will never come to an end because there's always one group that's in charge and another group that wants to get in charge, and so they're constantly struggling over the tool of violence that is the government. And it just it just foments hatred. It foments yep. uh, people. That's why people say you shouldn't uh, talk about politics in uh, mixed company. Well, it's impolite. It, right. It's not. It's it, what. What's impolite is the fact that uh, you know one group wants to control another group, and yes. they're willing to hurt anyone in that other group that doesn't agree with them, or that doesn't agree with that agrees enough, uh, disagrees enough to stand up and do something about it. Oh, it's you can okay. be an objector. You just can't be a conscientious objector. Stand up and say no, thank you. Yeah. Because then we'll throw you in a jail cell, and call you freedom. an American. Because that's freedom. It's a free country. Yeah, right? it's a free country.
Now you're going to jail. All right, we continue with your calls, and we'll go to Derek, listening in Canada. Derek, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I just like to talk about like how free people should act like free people. Agreed. So if if you want to be free, you have to act like you are free. Um, just a really good example of that is I'm a local business owner, and I'm trying to get my restaurant ready for operation for the summer season. Mm-hmm. And after we'd spent, like, all day, like, cleaning and building a porch and stuff, we went to the local bar and, like, had a couple drinks. Mm -hmm. And the waitress there wanted us out because it was closing time. And we were like, well, hey, we have our own drinks. We're not leaving until we finish these drinks. And she decided she would call the cops. Wow, that's a great way to get more business. She thought, like, this this bar is absolutely dead except for Friday and Saturday nights. (laughs) I guess there's a reason why. Yeah, the business owner received a letter to the to that effect like this week. You know, I was like, "This is why you are dead." Yeah. Um, so basically, like, we we were being peaceful, playing some foosball, and she wanted us out, and we were like, "No, we're not leaving until we finish our drinks." And she called the cops, and I was like, "Well, you're really you're going to call the cops?" So I whipped out my video camera, <laughs> <laughs> and I recorded the entire incident from like you know when she called to like 45 minutes later when the police actually showed up. What a guarantee! What a guarantee! By the way, that it's that you're going to be there longer. You know, the customers. If you call the cops and then the customers say, "Well, I'm, <laughs> that doesn't scare me," then that means that you're going to be at least another two hours before the cops are done. Oh, she would have been much better off just letting us finish our drinks and leaving because, like, we're not impolite. Like, I'm actually in the industry, so I wouldn't have stayed past like you know my drink when she told me she was closing. But since she called the cops, I felt kind of obliged to stick around and see what they would do. And I just like to tell everybody in Canada. Learn your constitution and carry a video camera. It scares the hell out of the police in Canada. I have to say, though, I mean, you are on private property, and if a private property owner does, that's not a private property owner, though. That's the waitress, and if the waitress waitress, didn't want him, didn't want him to be there, she shouldn't have served him a drink. Exactly, exactly. If she did not want me to stay there for the entire time it would take me to finish my drink, however okay. long it would take me to finish that drink, like considering I'm playing foosball. Yep, you're right. Like, she you're should right. not have served me the drink. Right. Last call should and be. I, I, Last ahead, call should be at, uh, fif- at at a half an hour before uh, yeah. you know two o'clock or whatever the time is that alcohol that it's over um, and right. um, and then fifteen minutes after you can expect to stay. If it takes somebody more than forty five minutes to t- to drink a drink, I think you can go say something at I, that point. I agree with you though completely well, on be, your. That would be totally reasonable. But like myself, like I'm in the same industry. I've I've run bars and pubs and restaurants and stuff like that for the last like ten years of my life. So I fully understand what she's going through, but on the same token, I'm a customer at this point, and I just want to finish my drink. So she yeah. calls the cops, and the cops come to do something. And like by the time the cops actually got there, we were walking out the door with our video cameras. <laughs> and, um, yeah, a 45-minute conversation with the police ensued in which they threatened to arrest me from everything from drunken public to terrorism. And eventually... the Police actually got fed up and let us go because we had a video camera and a copy of the Canadian Constitution. Oh boy, and we they don't were like that. To argue. You are a terrorist <laughs> carrying yeah, around the Constitution. Constitution well, under with you, you're a terrorist. I am definitely a terrorist. <laughs> well, that's just it. If you do stand up, yeah. If you do what you're suggesting and actually stand up and act like a free person and not beg for permission uh, from the government in order to do things, for instance, and and actually walk around as though you are a free man, uh, they that that does make you a terrorist to them because you're a threat to their system. You're a threat to well, their I'm legitimacy. 
But I, I think we can extend this to like further things. Like, like I said, like I'm trying to open a business in town right now, and I have literally been approached by three di- different bureaucratic agencies that I have not contacted separately. They've been talking to each other. They all know I'm setting up a business, and they've been coming by. The health inspector, the building permit inspector, the person who wants to issue me a building license or a yeah. business license. They want to provide and you with their services. People, none of these people are actually providing me a service. All they want is my money. They want 75 bucks for the license. They want 250 bucks for the, the, the health inspection. They want $1,000 for the building permit. They want all this money, but they're not actually providing me with anything. Oh, but if so you I don't get the health inspection there, permit, then people will die. Well, yes, but <laughs> on the same token, if I kill people, then, wow, am I ever going to be sued to, like, you know, not ever owning a business again? Yeah, the whole you know, idea that government health inspections... Exactly for that reason. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the, I mean, the idea that uh, business owners would knowledgeably harm their customers and therefore destroy their own business is just ludicrous. And the idea that anybody needs a government health agency to, uh, to protect them is silly, especially if you've actually talked to business owners that have had the health agents come in there and inspect. And it's just a big joke. I Thank you for the call tonight. Let us know how. Let us know how. Uh, sorry, we're out of time, but uh, let us know how your business goes as far as opening it without asking for permission. I'd like to hear more about that, Whew. but we do need to get to some other calls here. More on the way with your calls about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Talk about living free. Uh, saw some examples of people living free today, and it was very encouraging. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition of the show. You can bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the show. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Speaking of SACL CAI, they are the major sponsor of Free Talk Live. And, you know, you wouldn't be listening to Free Talk Live if it wasn't for SACL CAI. SACL is a collection, collections company that collects with respect. You can uh, trust your accounts receivable with them. They're going to treat your customers well. Um, they're not going to treat them poorly because they know that not only do you want to collect your money, you want to you want to uh, keep your customers too. It's SACL CAI, and you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, and by the way, if you want live streams of this show, broadband flavor, dial-up flavor, even a webcam, all of that is free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Just wanted to uh, talk briefly uh, a little more on what Derek in Vancouver was pointing out, that that uh, living free is a very important thing for people to do. Acting like free people, exercising your rights, because if you don't, then you're sure to lose them. So, for instance, here in New Hampshire, there's uh, open carry is legal, which means that you can carry around on your hip or anywhere openly a, uh, a firearm of some sort. You could even carry a sword on your back uh, if you wanted to. In a free country, you should be able to arm yourself in any way you want. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, open carry is legal, but yet some people, like people from Massachusetts, get very upset when they see somebody in uh, New Hampshire walking around with uh, a firearm like that. And they don't understand why someone would do that. Well, for the uh, besides the obvious reason of it would be sure handy to have this gun in the case of some madman trying to rob a convenience store or whatever. <laughs> Imagine if one of the kids at uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech had been uh, carrying a weapon. I think that that guy, you or whatever his name was, would have been taken care of. Besides that obvious point, there's also the point that even though New Hampshire is a relatively peaceful place and there aren't uh, very many uh, violent things going on, and that's probably because there's a lot of gun freedom here, 
But even though New Hampshire is a very peaceful place, one could say, well, yes, it's so peaceful here, you don't need to carry that around. The reason why they are doing it is to exercise their right to do so. Because if nobody does exercise their rights, then it's so much easier to take away their rights from them. Yep. Especially if they can see, especially if they just let their rights go, especially if the government comes in and says, okay, now if you want to open up a business, you have to jump through this hoop, that hoop, this hoop, you need to get this license, that permit, and pay that fee, and you need to do it all by the end of the month. Then as soon as people start to just do as these government bureaucrats demand, they've lost all their freedoms. They've just thrown it away for, for what? For a piece of paper called a permit? What's the point of all that? All the point is, is to enrich these government bureaucrats for doing absolutely nothing. And don't tell me that, oh, without the health inspectors, we'd all get poisoned by the restaurants. Well, that's nonsense. Most people, if they have food poisoning, it likely came from their own kitchen, not the restaurant that they uh, they recently ate at. Yeah, the at. chances are significantly higher. And the government inspectors, the government health inspectors, don't do jack squat to actually keep people safe for the most part. They just come in, glance around, eat a free meal, and leave. Unless they have a vendetta against the restaurant, in which then, case they will find all kinds of things wrong with it. Yeah, ab- absolutely right. Because there's so many rules, nobody knows what they are, let alone being able to follow them. And, and no one is saying... That restaurants would be making uh, risky decisions in the absence of the government health inspectors. In fact, in the absence of government health inspectors, what you might see is more competition in the area of inspecting restaurants. For instance, my girlfriend, Julia, she works at a major restaurant chain, and they have their own private inspectors. They have an interest in making sure that their franchisees are doing the job they said they would do, and that's providing their customers with a quality uh, product that's healthy, uh, that's not going to kill you. Right. And so they send these inspectors around, and they don't call to give you notice. They just show up. Right. When you when you look at Taco Bell, remember when they had the, the, the infected lettuce or whatever it was that they had um, in one place in the United States? Nobody ate a Taco Bell for like three weeks. Um, that's what happens to these businesses when they get something yeah. bad that happens to them. The market can handle all of these things. So people should act like free free people. But we're also used to being enslaved into this this neo-feudalism that, uh, that we have today where we really are nothing more than, than just serfs. It can be very difficult to exercise one's freedom. It can be very frightening to exercise one's freedom because to exercise freedom in this world, in the country we live in today, means you're likely to go to jail. To try to be a right. free person. The, the, the only uh, crime that there is in the United States anymore is disobedience to authority. Well, there's still uh, you know, crimes against other people. But well, there's, that. there's that, but believe me, the cops aren't out there chasing those no. folks down. They're chasing no. down uh, speeders and people doing traffic stuff and uh, drug de- drug users. Those are the people they're so, after. So to that That's end what pays the bills. of living free, I have suggested on this show in recent uh, you know, recent years that people dabble in this. Don't jump in the deep end of non-cooperation or civil disobedience. Just try saying no here and there. Just try saying no. I'm not going to obey. No, I'm not going to get a permit. No, I'm not going to do as you are demanding. Who are you people anyway? Well, you elected us. Well, no, I didn't. No, you can't say that I elected you or demanded that you create all of these rules to control me because I did not and I have no interest in that. I want to be able to live free. I will not harm others. Don't worry about me. I'm not a problem. So I think people should start dabbling in this. And to that end, I saw a great example of it happening today. Well, the, free, the Free Keen Fest 
happened again. Now, last year we called it the Keen Freedom Fest. It's now been renamed the Free Keen Fest. Freekeen.com is a website that I am a blogger on. There are a number of bloggers here in the Keene, New Hampshire area that, uh, you know, we focus on uh, liberty and advancing the voluntary society, and, it, and that's what the blog's all about. But twice a year we get together uh, in public and we do an outreach event. And it's just basically a social event uh, this this time around, and it keeps getting bigger and it keep, keeps getting better. This time around, we had some musicians there. We had some people that were uh, serving food, hot food, hot dogs could be poisoned. I, I, they're uh, delicious. Yeah, they. Uh, actually, I didn't have one of the hot dogs. Yeah, but I did have a brownie I like them because they uh, when when they burn the skin on them, I know that gives you cancer, but I love it. I, I did have a brownie while I was there, and they were tasty. So uh, food was being uh, sold, music was being played, people had gathered together, and they had a great time doing it. And the cops didn't come and bother us. Now, contrasting that to last time the Freedom Fest went on, or uh, Free Keen Fest, the cops showed up and tried to shut us down. They said, "Well, you don't have a permit for this." Well, wait a minute. In your own rules, in your own constitution, it says there's a right to peaceably assemble. We're peaceable, and we're assembled. So we don't need a permit. To have a permit means you have to ask for permission. If you have to ask for permission, you don't have a right. Right, then you don't have a right. If you're asking for permission, it's mother may I. It's I am subservient to you. Allow me to submit to bow down, to submit my application, to apply, to get your permission to do, to act as a free person would normally act. Free people don't ask for permission unless they're on somebody's private property and they've consented to a certain set of rules. Like, if I'm at your house, Mark, I might ask for permission to do X, Y, Z, because it's not my house. But we were on a, what was called a public piece of property. Now, last time around, they demanded we ask for permission. They came in. They threatened us. They cited us. They cited me. They cited uh, Toby from Free Minds TV. They cited Mike Barsky, the organizer of the, uh, the, of the occasion. They dropped all of our charges. And they dropped Mike's charges right before the trial, by the way, right before he prepared right. and spent all kinds of effort to defend himself on the freedom to assemble, challenge it constitutionally and everything like that. Oh, we're dropping your charges. This time around, they didn't even show up. This time around, there were over 100 people there throughout the day, 70 at one time. There was gambling going on with, uh, with actual money. There was, again, food being vended without a permit. People were acting free, and they got away with it. Oh, my goodness. What is this world coming to? With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and they include the bulletin board system, live streams, trying to female listeners, all free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their sites. We give ours away, freetalklive.com. Now, I just spent uh, uh, all of the last segment pretty much telling you about what happened today at the Free Keen Fest as dozens and dozens of liberty-loving people converged on Keene, New Hampshire's Railroad Square for an unpermitted event. 
an unpermitted gathering, an assembly of people who actually believe that they should be free and are willing to actually do something about it. And I contrasted the two events because we do these every year. We do two of them a year. The last one, the cops came and tried to break it up. They demanded that uh, they said, you can't be here. You need to move down over there. You know how the cops are sometimes? They basically just want to exert some level of control over you. Like if they can get you to do as they say, then they've won, basically. Well, the cops kind of won last time because they came in and uh, with four or five cops and were intimidating as they know how to do so well and they demanded the people move their tables and like 95% of the event did as they were told and moved down this time around having talked to some of the vendors at the free keen fest pretty much the people that I I had spoken with had said they had resolved that this time they were not going to move if the police came up so this whole exercising your freedoms thing acting like you're free being a free person and actually acting that way it takes practice it's not easy to stand up to the slave masters, and, because that's what we are. We really are kind of, we're, we're slaves, because they own a portion of your income. They'll take it from you no matter what you do. You're a slave. So standing up to the slave masters, standing up to the taskmasters with the whips, or in this case, the uh, the guns on their hips and the batons or whatever they might be having to wear. I don't think keen cops wear batons, but anyway, standing up to the slave masters, it's, a, it's an intimidating experience. These guys might hurt you. For standing up for your freedom. But if you have enough people who are willing to stand together, they, there is little they can do that will stop you. And this time, these folks had the resolve because last time they got pushed around by those cops. They allowed themselves to be pushed around because they were afraid of what the consequences might be. But this time, they had, uh, they had steeled their resolve and were willing to go all the way and not move one inch if the cops showed up. Thank goodness the cops didn't show up because, obviously, I don't want to see anybody get arrested. I'd much rather have a peaceful situation where we're allowed to be free and the cops go and do their little cop thing. And that's basically what happened today. Cops didn't even, I mean, they drove by because the event was on Main Street. They just happened to be driving by. But nobody even, not one cop even walked through the, uh, the Free Keen Fest today. They didn't stop and harass the people that were selling the food for having a, a food vending permit. Even though somebody walked by and said, hey, you need a permit for that. Oh, yeah? Says who? Well, your masters say who. Well, I don't want any masters anymore. I'd like to be a free person. So it takes practice. It's not easy. And having a bunch of people around you that agree with you really helps out. Doing something like this where you are, if you don't have a big support network full of liberty-loving activists, is next to impossible. Go ahead. Try setting up a table and selling some food somewhere. See what happens. You don't have anybody to back you up. You are going to go to jail. Now, even though we have people to back us up, we know we might go to jail anyway. It's just part of this whole process. But if you want liberty in your lifetime, don't miss the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. People that love freedom are coming here to New Hampshire, and they're getting together, and they're willing to stand up and do something about it. They're willing to act as though they are free. And it's happening coming up within just a few weeks, June 25th through the 28th, in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Join hundreds of liberty-loving people for a weekend of freedom and fun. You can guarantee, Mark, that people at Porkfest are going to be acting like they're free there, too. They're going to be doing their best. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C 
That's pork with a C. Porkfest.com. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Looking forward to it uh, very much. It's going to be a great time because it's always a great time when you get together with hundreds of like-minded people. And that's what the Porcupine Freedom Festival is, is there for. It's also a great excuse to come up here, tour around the state. They're going to have bus tours going to all different uh, locations uh, across New Hampshire. I've heard rumors there might even uh, be a possibility that one of the bus tours, if it happens... We'll end up going to the jail that our friend Sam is currently sitting in. He's now in his uh, almost finished six full weeks sitting in jail for acting like a free man and recording video in a public court lobby and then acting like a free man and refusing to uh, to speak to his captors, exercising his right to remain silent. They've kept him in jail indefinitely because of that. So this is not a road without turmoil. This is not an easy path, but nothing worth doing is easy. If you want it easy, go ahead, crack open another beer, sit down in front of the TV, kick back and rot your brain out for the rest of your life, because that's the easy route. That's the easy road. Just just pay half of your income to your masters, and they'll let you live. They'll let you live a semi-free life. But if what you want is real freedom, there are going to have to be some risks taken. And the people that are willing to take those risks are coming here to New Hampshire. And there are people that aren't willing to take risks either. They're getting involved in the political process, and that's cool too, because it's really possible to get political things done here in New Hampshire due to the small size of the state, due to the small size of the the political districts, and all kinds of other factors. But freestateproject.org is where you want to go to learn more about this movement. I was so impressed today, Mark. You saw the end. You saw the after party of the mm-hmm. event today. There were dozens and dozens of people, even at the after party for the Free Keen Fest, and well over 100, I think, attended at the actual festival. So it was an incredible Big. success. Oh, yeah, we didn't, have a, we didn't have a permit for the music or a permit to gather, anything like that. So it, it works when people act free and they get together. All right, we continue with your calls. Uh, let's talk to Bill listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I have a question for you guys. Yes, sir, Bill. Um, is driving, would you consider that a right or a privilege? You know, this this is a tough one. Um, I, I think that the government roads belong to the government, so therefore you probably should have to follow their rules to some extent. However, I don't think the government should be able to force you to pay for these uh, these paved bits of ground they've stolen from people. I don't think that they belong to the government because they've stolen money in order to buy those things, and so therefore they don't legitimately own anything in the same way that a thief that comes and steals your things from you does not legitimately own them, or nor does he legitimately own whatever he uh, buys with the money that he pawned your things for. So I don't think the government does own the roads, and so that kind of throws that whole question for a loop. If the roads were private, then it would be a privilege, because then you would be using someone's private property to travel from point A to point B. You'd have to agree to their rules in order to do so, and so then you would be acting on a privilege. But if it was your road, then it would be your right to use your road in whatever way you wanted to. So since these roads are funded by us, and they are supposedly public property, I understand, it's the tragedy of the commons, right? Uh, because it's, uh, it's common property, therefore there should be a right to travel on public property. But I think that all property should be privately owned, which would therefore make it a privilege. So the answer is both, depending on the situation. Do you guys out in New Hampshire, do you have to pay money for a license plate to put on your car? 
Do you an have to? An exorbitant amount. Do, do you have to? Well, if you don't pay, there is a chance that the men with guns will come yeah, and know, take your car from you. I However, know. I'd like to point out that I've been here in New Hampshire since uh, the year 2006, and I still have my Florida plates on the car. They said when I uh, went to vote, uh, when I went to register to vote here in New Hampshire, there's a paragraph on the bottom, and it's no longer there, interestingly enough. But the paragraph at the bottom of the time I registered said that I agree to obey all of the laws of the state of New Hampshire, specifically the one that requires me to register my vehicle within 60 days of moving here. I crossed that paragraph out, initialed it, signed the voter's registration form, and they sent an investigator to my house a little while later to ask me why I did that. I told him, and this was before I knew better than to open the door for bureaucrats, but I told him I couldn't possibly agree to that statement. How could I agree to obey all your laws? I, I don't even have the time to read all of your laws, and nor do you. You guys don't know what your own laws say. So how could I possibly agree to that? So I never agreed to that statement, and they've never pulled me over for it. It's not to say it won't happen tomorrow. They can do whatever they want. They can come after me for whatever they want to make up and put me in a jail cell if they want to. I don't doubt that for a moment. But I just think it's interesting. I've had cops behind me on the road. I've got a Free Talk Live bumper sticker. Uh, you know, It's not like they don't know who we are when we're driving around, but they haven't pulled me over for it. So maybe the answer is no, you don't have to do those things. I hope they never do. I no. hope you get, I, I, I wish we could get away from doing that because that was another we point can. I was going to say. Come here to New Hampshire, Bill. Come, you can hang on if you want. We'll bring you back. Okay. But you can get away from those things. You just have to be around more people that are willing to do that. Come up here to New Hampshire. Let's all get private license plates, put them on our cars and drive around. See how many of us they'll throw in jail for it. Just have to be willing to stand up for freedom. We're coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call. If you make it now, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the website. All of the features are free, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we've got a whole list of things that you can do to help us out at promote.freetalklive.com. Lots of different uh, options, most of them completely free, a few of them very low cost, like printing flyers, for instance. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com, get the full list. That's promote.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Bill in Indy, listening to WXNT, Bill, go ahead uh, with uh, your thoughts. Okay, well, I don't really want to take a whole lot more of your time because I know it's running quick. But I just I agree with everything that you've said tonight, and I wish these military people would understand this idea. A lot of military people do understand the idea that war is an awful idea and that the military is uh, just another government bureaucracy. They know, they know it very well. It's just that when you talk about these things, you get the angry ones that, uh, that don't understand that. Yeah, I wish more people in general, not just the military people, but people, our citizens in this country, re- would realize and listen to you carefully when you start to tell us about the men with the guns. If you don't pay the taxes, if you don't open your pocketbook... They're going to take us away at gunpoint. No, people don't really understand that. Well, even if they do understand it, they still tell themselves stories. You can still tell them those things. Like, I've been calling this local talk show in the mornings, uh, on Saturday mornings here in the Keene area for a long time, and talking about these very issues, talking about coercion and, and aggressing against one's neighbors. But then they'll tell themselves stories like, well, it's not stealing when we do it. Because when 51% of voters say you should take money from people, then it's no longer stealing. 
I mean, they'll tell themselves all kinds of just loopy, crazy stories that just don't, you know, they don't make any sense when you look at it from a rational perspective. But because we've all been so heavily indoctrinated to the idea that the state is, you know, something that's beneficial to mankind uh, and that this is our system and uh, it's what we wanted, you know, they'll tell themselves stories like that. They are so just deep inside, even if they can see the violence of the state, they'll still tell themselves, well, you wanted this. You, you, you voted for this bill, didn't you? Yeah, I guess I did. No, you didn't. Did you? Would you no, have voted? Would you have voted for somebody who said to you, "Bill, if you vote for me, I'm going to pull. I'm going to have you pulled over as often as I possibly can, fined for as many different uh, factors as I possibly can figure out, and if you don't pay those fines, I'm going to take you away from your family, maybe st- steal your child from you." Uh, Bill, would you like that so- sort of service? You're going to vote for me, right? Who would vote for that? Who Nobody would vote would. for somebody that wants to destroy and tax and and hurt people? I mean, it's just crazy to think that anybody in their right mind would vote for this. But yet they just tell themselves that. They just reassure themselves, well, we, well, you voted for this. This is our system. Well, no, I didn't vote for this, and it's not my system. I'm not interested in it. Well, you live here. If you don't like it, you can leave. Yeah. You hate America. Hey, you guys have a good evening. Thank you, Bill. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate the okay. call. Bye-bye. Yep, let's talk to Kenneth in Colorado. Kenneth, you're on Free Talk Live. Ken, you voted for this, right? Yeah, of course. Well, sure. When I wasn't awake or something. Who wouldn't want to be abused and have, uh, you know, separated from their family, thrown in a jail cell for possessing a plant? Who wouldn't want those services? Who wouldn't want the service of having uh, half of your money stolen from you every single year and used on whatever the arbitrary uh, programs the bureaucrats decide? Yeah, well, I was serviced on uh, March second. How's that? I called in on the sh- called into the show a couple days after that. You know, this is uh, the people in Missouri that uh, decided that uh, I shouldn't be able to talk while I'm sitting at the side of the at the road while they're interrogating my mother. No, oh, yeah. Uh, about uh, you know, they'd stop me on the side of the road, suspicion of being drunk. I passed the test, and mm-hmm. and uh, so they had to try to get me on something. And uh, so anyway. Uh, I promised I'd call you back and let you know how things went. What happened? And, uh, well, they never contacted me again, and so I sent them a letter before the end of the... Uh, have they charged you with something? You'll have to bring our listeners... They, yeah, yeah, they charged... Well, it's really kind of short time for it, but yeah. basically what happened is uh, I was arrested for talking out of turn. They <laughs> called it failure to obey the oh, peace gosh. officer, and I was dragged to the car, and then they threatened to mace me unless I got in the car. Sounds like a peaceful officer to me. Right, exactly. Well, three of them, yeah. yeah. And so, anyway... Um, they never contacted me again, so mm. I sent them a letter before the court date and uh, told them, you know, well, you know, if you're not going to contact me about this, I'll consider it closed, and otherwise let me know what I can do. And so uh, I told my mother, hey, you know, since you live in the area, you might want to go and see what happens. And so she went, and she took a copy of the letter with her, and uh, they gave her a plea agreement for me. Of course. Which was yeah, which was, you know, amazing, because I don't know what they would have done if she hadn't shown up. Mm. And um, they gave her a plea agreement, and uh, it was along the lines of 175 bucks for failure to, uh, failure to uh, obey a peace officer. Failure to but, obey. Right. The funny thing is... Uh, it doesn't actually it doesn't actually indicate in in what I would consider uh, a clear wording that they're intending to find me guilty. So I sent them a letter basically telling them that uh, well you know given the fact that uh, I escaped and I could have been tortured more 
uh, I figure 175 is a fairly cheap way to get off, and I'll send you the tribute letter right or the tribute right now, uh, because I may have to uh, go back into your neighborhood again to do business, mm-hmm. you know, visit family or whatnot, and I Pay really don't want you money. to torture me some more. Yeah. I said, congratulations, you win. Now leave me alone. And so I sent it sent it to him, and that was today. Uh, now that's uh, again, it's not very exciting, but you wanted me to let you know what happened. Yeah, I appreciate, what happened. I appreciate that, and that's what uh, most people are going to do, and and it's understandable. Mark, you're, sign, you're signing I'm just your suggesting name in the air. that a guy that uh, you know here in New Hampshire, you would add people to back you up. Yep, absolutely yep. right. I hope that um, uh, you'll no. be coming up here, and uh, because we've got activists that are willing to to go to court and sit in your and literally sit, not stand for the judge, and uh, and hold signs and get behind you if you're willing to stand up and say no, I'm not. I don't have any obligation to obey you people, and I'm not certainly not going to give you money because I didn't obey your arbitrary demands. I had not harmed anyone. You had not harmed anyone. Now, I, I, I don't live in Missouri. I was actually yeah. abducted while visiting Missouri, so it probably would have been pretty similar if I lived in New Hampshire. Um, but I also wanted to address uh, Gene's paranoia of manufacturers. He called in about five days ago talking about how they're making stuff cheap now, so you have to go and buy some more. And Gene, yeah, as they... usual, is just coming from an uninformed position. Well, his suggestion was that products these days are worse than products in the old days, that products these days are planned obsolescence, Right. Well, let me tell you obsolete. about that. I I do have a degree in manufacturing, mm-hmm. and uh, there's something called Y14.5 geometric dimensioning and tolerancing. It was the very beginning of learning how to make products no more expensive than they have to be to do the job. So if you've got a product that's got a five-year warranty or something like that on it, they're going to do their best to make sure it meets that five-year warranty. It won't need to be repaired three or four times during that five-year warranty. Mm -hmm. All the products are good enough to make it. Back in the days that Gene's talking about, everything was over-engineered so that, of course, it made it, but it'll probably cost two or three times as much as it needed to cost. And uh, those of us that appreciate value would like to be able to choose the higher quality of product or the lower quality of product. I agree. And uh, one more thing. My wife has a 15-year-old Saturn. None of the parts are falling apart. She got into an accident last year. They found the part she needed and replaced it. I don't know what Gene's problem is with Saturns. Well, I, I guess the car are, is great. They're going out of business, but there will always be aftermarket parts. So, yeah, right. not concerned about that. Thanks, Ken, for the call. Sure. Appreciate hearing from you. Only moments remain. Enough time for you at 800-259-9231. Hey, great news out of the guys over at the Motorhome Diaries. If you've been listening to the show for the past several weeks, you know we've had uh, Jason and Pete uh, on the line with us from MotorhomeDiaries.com. They've been telling us all about how uh, they've been driving around the country in their um, mobile assault. Shoot. Marv. Marv. Uh, It stands for something, and I don't think it's assault. Anyway, it's mobile activist something. Uh, It's it's an RV. Yeah, no, that's something else. Anyway, it's an RV. They've been driving around, meeting up with liberty-loving people all over the country, and been video blogging and actual blogging it over at MotorhomeDiaries.com. At one point, they picked up a, a guy named Adam, Adam Muller, and he was a new, you know, new guy on the crew. I'd never heard of him before, but apparently he'd heard of uh, the Motorhome Diaries, and he was excited about it and wanted to get involved. And one of my first questions about Adam was, well, is he a Free State Project member? And he is now. 
He wasn't when he started the Motorhome Diaries, but he is now. In fact, he says that he liked the idea of the Free State Project a lot, but still had some questions like how many people would actually make the move to New Hampshire. Well, I can tell you that there are over 700 Free Staters Not here all of them. I can tell you that, too. <laughs> in the state right now, and over 9,000 have pledged to move. And he says that living with uh, in Marv with Jason and Pete has not only helped me become a better person, but allows us a lot of time for conversation, and both have done a wonderful job relieving my doubts about the Free State Project's mission. Therefore, I would like to announce that today I signed up and committed moving to New Hampshire by the, he calls it the Free State, but it's not really yet. By the end of 2011, I feel that with all that's going on in New Hampshire, it's where I belong. So after my commitment on the Motorhome Diaries is fulfilled, I'll head back home to Wisconsin for about a year. From the moment I set foot back in Wisconsin, everything I do will be directed toward moving to New Hampshire. We'll look forward to seeing you, Adam, up here in uh, in the uh, later months. Uh, Portland, thanks Portland, for signing June. up. Yep, and we'll see you Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At 357? Match. I even got a $5 guy discount. Nice. All I had to do was sign up for the military. Sign what? Huh? 99! 